Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce Singh. Joyce, we've been waiting for this. We've had it circled on the calendar. Best actress conversation. Kristen Stewart and Spencer out this week. People can see it in theaters this week. Yes, finally. I mean, we're in November somehow. Seriously, so, yeah, this is gonna, we're, we're, we're recording just, this on Wednesday morning, so it comes yes. out in two days, just opposite eternal. So I feel like we know what is going to win the box office, obviously, Spencer. Clearly, I yeah. mean, you got to get those case due stands, they're going to be all up. In I mean, Arnold's big, big week for case due engaged. Congratulations to her! Really good. So, yeah, things, I, I, things are coming up, case due. So, she, and she is still uh, coming up so much that. She's uh, seemingly like a locked in for her best actress, not not just the nomination, but it feels like, at least according to our experts, that she is the front runner to win with not, you know, not a lot of doubt in, in the minds there. I mean, isn't she, doesn't she also have like overall like, I don't yes. know, like seven times? The yeah. number of it's, a, it's a pretty <laughs> remarkable uh, show of force. Um yeah, we've both seen this one. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I could easily see her winning. I mean, I was like very impressed with her performance. She's really good in it. Yeah. And uh, it seems like the type of movie that if people really responded to it, it would get multiple nominations. I could see it getting like, I think if it was like very well liked hair and makeup and costumes, because both of those I think are really great and they do a great job like approximating the Diana looks. There's one scene, you saw it last week. Do you remember? There's a scene where they're showing her on television. I think it's like they're showing like news footage of like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it looks so much like Princess Diana, like for real that I was like, oh, wait, that's actually it's like so it, like they really it's really well done. I, I just thought like multiple times they make her look like Princess Diana and especially encouraging because she doesn't really look like her at all. You know, I think like Emma Corrin definitely has more like of a Diana look for going on like recent Dianas. So, yeah, like I, I don't think you know, she needs to like mimic her exactly, like look exactly like her, like prosthetics wise or anything. But I, she does like really capture the essence of Diana, which is like the most important. And like, she got the voice down too. Really Um, well. Uh, Yeah. So I think it's like a great performance and like, like it's, it's weird. Like it, it exploded out of the box, I'd say, right? Like this premiered at Venice. It was at Telluride. You had like everyone like raving about it and talking about it. It's kind of been like, am I wrong about that? I feel like it's been a little muted up until now. Obviously, it's coming out this week and limited release, and it'll be a conversation point for the next like three months, I'm sure. 
But I was like, oh, it really kind of she really staked her claim as the front runner and hasn't necessarily seeded that even now as no one is really necessarily like super hyped for it, maybe or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. But what, what do you think? Uh, it's probably I mean, it's fine. Like, it's not like bad that like it's there's this momentum has seemingly like died down. Like, I don't think at this point or like in October, you really want the hype to be at its peak. But right. like she has been doing promo for it because like I like every like two hours I see someone like retweet a Q&A with her like after a screening into like my feed. So like she is out there like she's campaigning and she's doing this. Um, you know, the the premiere was last week, too. Right. Like, yeah, so she's, she's campaigning. And I think uh, she's I think she said this and like she knows it's good. You know, like you could tell mm-hmm. when people know the movie is good. There was a funny uh, Q&A this week or last week maybe with Will Ferrell just the, about uh he was on the cover of THR and they were talking all about like his stuff. And he was talking about elf and how he never returned for elf too, because he was like, it sucked. And I don't want it. Like I'd have to go around and say like, this movie was good when I knew it sucked. And like, I didn't want well, to do that. Remember she also said she's only been in five good movies in her career. <laughs> so like, yeah, like you think about her and I'm like, okay, so she, she's been in five good movies, obviously all five twilight movies. So that we know. And now yeah, this obviously, one. So yeah. like, no, but she's like clearly enthusiastic about it. I think in vanity fair, I saw that she was like, the ending made her like tear up. Like she got like, even like Mm -hmm. her own self got emotional. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it is like a really good, uh, she's just so good in it. And I guess the questions I'd have for whether she could go all the way is like, do, will people like the movie enough to want to pick her? And then is she like, how much of her online, like fandom translates to like, Academy voters, right? Like those are like the big questions because I think the performance itself is definitely worthy of not just a nomination, but winning. Like she is really good at it, but I'm curious to see, like, I wonder if people who don't, with people, if you don't like the movie, are you just going to be like, I'm out on this whole thing? Like, and I think people will be polarized by the movie as we've discussed. Uh, oh yeah. Your friend behind you at, at Telluride. <laughs> my friend behind me at Telluride, a total stranger who was like, that stunk. And I was like, that was good. So like, I, you know, obviously it's going to be that kind of like divisive thing. And like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll be, I, 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 it'll be interesting to see if she could go all the way, but I don't know. I kind of think she can. Yeah. I think she definitely can. And like the way the, category is like shaking out right now. Like, I don't think there's any reason not to think of her as the front runner, you know? Right. Like, it's not like we have like a ton of nominations, you know, to go off of or like wins or anything or like critics awards and stuff. So I, I think like her pole position makes sense and it's deserved because she is really good. And, you know, I think, you know, whatever like baggage she might have from like twilight or whatever, like, I, I don't think that really, matters because she has built up this like respected like indie career the past decade you know and she's the she's still the only american actress to win a cesar award so it's and she's she's like won like a a, a lot of like low-key like acting prizes the last decade nothing like huge like an oscar i was gonna say globe because like i'm like last year remember like happiest season and people were like could you get like a comedy music globe nomination Mm -hmm. um yeah, so like she hasn't been nominated for like high profile stuff like here really or that like the general public might be aware of. And yes, I do agree that there are people out there who just like look at her as like Bella Swan still, you know, because they don't follow her career. But I feel right. like people in the industry have like followed her, you know, or like have even if like they don't follow her, maybe they've just seen her in like like still Alice, you know, <laughs> like 
they've seen well, her like pop up in other movies, you know. And she's also been acting since she was nine. Like so a couple of things she's there. Been she's been acting since she's a kid. And I think yeah. like she's actually like incredibly diverse as a like all of her stuff is different right like mm-hmm. i mean i know she has like her very specific like case to mannerisms that like people like would mock like her fidgetiness with her hands or whatever it is but like you meant like happiest season like this i was thinking like charlie's angel it's like everything is she's always doing something different and like i think that it's really good i don't know i love when performers have that kind of versatility and willingness to try different things that's the other thing and i'm like that kind of goes beyond the performance but I'm like, this is like a big swing to do like Princess Diana and like to even like try to, you know what I mean? Like it just is like, this is a lot. It's it, There's more to it than just performance, I feel like. And she does such a great job with it. And the other thing I think, I wonder if people will respond to, especially like other fellow actors who I think will like be driving her potential, uh, you know, like her, <laughs> her ascension here would be like, it, it's very specific to her because of like how the movie you know, takes like the fishbowl narrative of like Princess Diana, like being like pulled apart by like a lot of outside forces, right? Like the the press and her royal family and all these different things. And there is like a very, at least like a dotted line maybe between like how Kristen Stewart is like a famous person in real life and how like- Oh yeah, and every- like she's, she's talked about it. Like- so like, but I think like that's also universal to like famous people, right? Like I think it's no, actually no. like, it, it, even if it's not universal to us, like I'm like, famous people watching this will be like, oh, I see that. I'm, I've had that happen to me. Especially like if, if they were famous in like the alts, like like during like the height of tabloid culture, you right. know? Like so I feel like it's going to be like, like online. Right. Yeah. It'll be like universal in that regard where it's like, oh, like this is like an every woman performance for an actor, maybe. You know what I, It's like in a weird way. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is something that is like certainly up the experience of being famous. And yeah. I, think that's I, a, I mean, I don't, like I, I can't see her like not getting nominated right now. A hundred, it would be like yeah. one of the biggest shocks of all time. And like you were saying before, the category itself, like last year, I think we talked about it, it was so fun because there was so many different options and like all the performances had like very big strengths and like different things. Not to say that this year's group of actresses is lesser or anything. And like, I think there's a lot of good performances that we could talk about, but I'm like, she does feel ahead of everything like she's like in a tier above everyone else i just think she is like based on like everything she's got like the narrative the performance the movie itself being you know good i'm like all these different things i think are factoring in to have her slightly above the the pack and i don't see even if there's some like even if some of the other performers pop or whatever i don't think she'll like fall far enough down to not make it in it just seems like almost impossible that she wouldn't get nominated yeah like i think she's safely in and like i yeah i have her winning now um and i don't like the movie itself like yeah like i i can see it being like divisive and i don't i still haven't decided if i like this more than jackie or not like i also haven't seen jackie since it came out so i really Um, didn't like jackie i'll just straight up say it i saw it at new york film festival (laughs) and we were in the front row and i was like this is well that was was, your problem (laughs) well it was like the close-ups and honestly i know the score was beloved but it's just not my bag so this one, I was like, the the Johnny Greenwood score, I think, is awesome. And it, like, really yeah. goes with the movie in a way that I think the Jackie score intentionally was dissonant and, like, uncomfortable. This one, I just felt like was way more. And it and Pablo Lorraine seemingly relies so much on the score. It's just, like, blasting, I feel like. So, like, the Jackie one, I was like, oh, boy, this is too much for me. Yeah, there's, a, there's always, like, a lot of, um, like, it's, it's, like, montage or just of moment in his where you 
film this music basically mm-hmm. like there's dance montage in this movie <laughs> like yes yeah but yeah but this one is also like a horror film and you know it there's she's like hallucinating like Aunt Boleyn and it's there's a lot going on it's like psychological like assault on her yeah. you know and just you get into her psyche and she just feels like very constricted like and also it takes place over three days like over Christmas so and you do like really get in her mindset but it I I can see this being like something people don't get or they're just like you know like WTF like I I do get it like let's stop and like move on you know right that's the one issue so that that would that's why I feel like it's a device it could it remains to be seen if it should it'll get other nominations I really do think it should get those other nominations like I could see it getting I mean the score I think will be tough because score is like packed this year and Johnny Greenwood has two scores so it's like you know maybe if uh, people are lazy or whatever, they're going to be like, well, power of the dog is the best picture front runner. I'm going to put Johnny Gruitt's score in for that. If I'm going to pick one and, but like costumes and makeup I, and hair and makeup, I think are really great for this one. And I'll be curious to see if it could like, I think if, I can't, you know, if, if it, could, it could get those two, it could get those two and her. And then like, you know, her winning won't be like, she won't be the lone nominee and it just makes it even easier for her probably to win it's, it's kind of like how like judy got like the makeup nomination right <laughs> so we were like well, it's not like glenn close who like right. was like the only nominee for the wife <laughs> well that so that brings us to our, our a potential upstart and a good segue perhaps to jessica chastain who i feel like that movie uh eyes of tammy faye a great timing I, we it, got it came out like seven years ago right came out like 10 yeah. years ago i think okay. actually but now it's out on digital this week uh, after not being available. So you could buy it right now for like 20 bucks. And I think it's going to be sl- slowly rolled out and they're sending already sending like a screeners out to like uh, influential people like ourselves, certainly probably could, we'll get some kind of screeners for this, but um, I still haven't seen it. I don't think, did you get to see it when it came out or no? I no, I wasn't able to see it. That was, it came out like, right. Like at like Emmy's weekend. <laughs> right. So it was like a tough time. And like, again, like for the smaller releases, it's even tougher because they're not playing in like a large amount of theaters and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so it's coming. It's They're going to renew the, the campaign for Jesse Chastain. I still have her winning based solely on the fact that uh, she, like we've discussed, like I think back in September when it came out, it's like, she's the type of performer. Like, I can't believe she's only, she hasn't been nominated in a decade. She probably should have an Oscar. And this is such a huge transformation, even more so than like Kristen Stewart's because of the makeup and all these different things and playing a real life person, certainly like Kristen Stewart as well. But I feel like this is like, if there is an upset, maybe it's Jessica Chastain and that's the Judy one, because I'm sure it'll get a hair and makeup also because of the transformation. And then you have, uh, you know, maybe her winning, but I still have her. I, I think she'll get, not, she's like the running solid second to just Chastain. I mean, I'm sorry to Kristen Stewart. And there's some, she's getting some push competition here as like that movie kind of fades from consciousness. So I feel like it's good that they're bringing it back and it's coming out now at, at, at a good time for people to catch at home. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think, what, what like what is your take on her her uh legitimacy i guess um i mean i still have her in and like i i will see it so um i'll have more thoughts like after that but uh i i don't yeah like she does feel like someone who like should have an oscar especially like 10 years ago when she had her breakout and then we thought like she'll get nominated like every two years but she hasn't <laughs> since zero dark 30 mm-hmm. um but at the same time i don't know if like that's kind of like the mood 
like anymore where it's like we need to give her an Oscar you know like it's it's not the same thing as like when everyone was like desperate to give Leo an Oscar you know obviously they're not like the same type of person like same level of fame or anything but um you know I don't know if there's like that same like urgency like maybe if she were to get in that like narrative picks off but I don't like you know like Glenn Close still hasn't won so like how important is it to give Jessica Chastain an Oscar on her third nomination sure you know the other Um, thing is yeah I totally agree and the other thing is I'm like with all these other performers coming up and like movies that are coming out are people just going to be like you know this movie wasn't uh wasn't it was not super well received i think it got like mediocre reviews i'd say so it's like yeah like she like, she got like great reviews she got great reviews yeah so the it's like she's like, gonna fine like, and then it did like okay at like i mean it wasn't like a huge release or anything right. and then it's already kind of moved on right out of the, the cultural conversation and then is she gonna have enough juice to like hang in there when you've got like lady gaga and olivia coleman and all these people like on ascendance so I I've seen House of Gucci. Yes. Uh, I can't talk about it yet. No. There's an embargo. Yes. Uh, you haven't seen it yet. But Not yet. I'm I'm supposed to go. Uh, we're recording Wednesday. I'm supposed to go Thursday. So yeah. So I saw it last Friday. Yes. And Joyce is an influencer. I am. I am. I I was literally the first person to see it. No. Um. But uh, I I can see like I, I'll probably you know what I'll probably put Gaga in right now. Wow. I could see her. I'm going to do this on my phone. Do it. Like, this is I great. You get to see the function. This is why, guys. You can see me update right now. Yeah. The functionality uh, of the Gold Derby side right here in action. Go for it. I love it. Like, I think like Gaga can take like the campy biopic spot from her, okay. which is what I always thought. But I was like, I'm just going to like wait until I see Gucci first. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, I think that's going to be that. That's the big problem, I think, with this is just that like. And that's that's going to be the bigger movie, too, obviously. Like we all the know problem that. is the movie and, and the 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 smallness of the movie not as a knock just as like a fact of life plus when it came out and like recency bias and all these things i'm like i like i said i have jesse chastain still winning but i'm like if you if i decide to change my picks and like knock her out completely i wouldn't be surprised let's say you know what i mean like i mean I, I do think there's like room for both of them i think there's room for both you know? of them but i'd be curious to see that's the that's the interesting thing so we could go so let's I, let's go down Actually, I'll just do my picks right now. Then we could like uh, while you're updating yours, I'll just explain some lines. I have Jessica Chastain still winning. Ever had had her there for months. Uh, Kristen Stewart is strong runner up. Then I have Penelope Cruz and Parallel Mothers, another movie I haven't seen, but uh, very well regarded out of the festival uh, run. I feel like and like you know people seem like very like locked in on uh, Penelope Cruz for that. Then I have Olivia Coleman for Lost Daughter which I've been on for months also since I saw that at uh, Telluride. She's great. And then my five spot, I've waffled between many different options and I still haven't seen House of Gucci, but I have Amelia Jones from CODA, kind of like a hope. Wow. <laughs> but I, I think th- she's, that's she's, just, really, she's good in it. Yeah, she's great in it. And I'm just like, it's an interesting category. So like, according to our like expert predictions, it was Kristen Stewart, Jessica Chastain, Penelope Cruz are the top three in fourth is Jennifer Hudson for respect, which seems like, again, a possibility. I think I've toyed with putting her in there as well. Again, because of like the flashy biopic, the movie came out in August kind of, uh, you know, came and and went now they're going to get, it'll get another push. I'm sure at home and, and all these different things. And like, it seems like the type of performance that 
in the past would have been a lock Oscar nomination. We even just saw it with like Andre Day, right? Like when, uh, with Billie Holiday, I feel like uh-huh. that's a a possible comp there. So it's like not out of the question that like Jennifer Hudson gets in for respect. And then Olivia Coleman fifth for experts, Lady Gaga six, Francis McDormand seven, Amelia Jones eight, Tessa Thompson nine, and uh, Renate uh, Renziv, which I'm sure I butchered. Uh, so if you're watching this, like tell me how to say that uh, for worst person in the world, which has also gotten really good reviews. But I, anyway, Amelia Jones, I'm like, I don't know if Coda pops, I could just see her getting in. But I think that speaks to like the fact that this is maybe like there's a lot of wiggle, wiggle, wiggle room beyond Kristen Stewart here. Yes. So what are your five now that you've changed it? Um, so I sorry to Jessica, but I dropped her for Gaga. I'm sorry. I might put her back in, you know, it's, yeah, you never, it's early. It's enough. only it's November. Yeah. So I have Kristen, Olivia, Penelope, Gaga and Francis. I, I, I actually consider dropping Francis for Gaga. So I, yeah. I wonder about that one as well. I feel like that premiered in your film festival got pretty solid reviews. Everyone was like raving about Denzel Washington, best Denzel mm-hmm. Washington performance of all time. People kind of like treated uh, Francis not as an afterthought, but as like, oh yeah, she's also good. And I think we've had her in and certainly like she's Francis McDormand. She just literally won. She's got three Oscars. Like, how do you not have her in? But I'm like, the enthusiasm around that movie just is they're just it's obviously waiting because it doesn't come out until December and then January on Apple. So it's like they've kind of not really it's not like they've done a lot of uh, buzzy campaigning stuff since New York Film Festival. And I think she's kind of fallen out of sight, out of mind a little bit. I'll be curious to see if she comes back and whatever. And like by her own admission, she was like, it's a supporting ish performance, even though. Lady yeah, she McBeth like literally is, called it supporting. But even the Lady Macbeth is really not. But I mean, <laughs> sure, I guess it could be. I don't know. I'm like, I could see her getting in because it's Frances McDormand, but I'm also like, is there a Frances McDormand fatigue that sets in and then maybe like these other performers are more, you know, like exciting. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, so she's running lead for now as we know. Yeah. But so like, I mean, like places at SAG, like where you have to be like submitted, like they're forced to like nominate her or like consider her in lead. But like, as, as we saw again, this past season at the Oscars with like Lakeith, it's like at the Oscars, they can nominate wherever like they want. Sure. So they could like theoretically like consider her supporting and enough people could nominate her in supporting. So I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I gotta again, be honest though, I feel like she'd had an easier shot at lead than support. I think supporting is almost too crowded. I think she could get in and, and also in. she she loses in supporting. She's never lost in lead. Right. So. Right, um, right. but yeah, like all like the it's it's kind of similar to like um the reactions to like the power of the dog, where I, I feel like it's like one or two people, like in her case, it's like Denzel and in Power of the Dog, it's like Benedict and Cody, like they they like get like the bulk of the praise and then like everyone else is like, Oh yeah, they were also good, but it's not, not like an afterthought in like a bad way, but it's like, no. Oh yeah, them too. Right. You know, the other, so uh, for Amelia Jones, I think and Tessa Thompson are both like kind of in that same spot. I, I think passing again could be like a really strong uh, contender, especially because mm-hmm. of Netflix. But I'm like, I feel like they're like the younger uh, upstart, even though they're not, you know, there's just like a underdog, like, Hey, look at this. We didn't know you could do this type of thing. Right. Like certainly. And I'll be curious to see if one of them could pop. I think it just, it depends on how it shakes out. I'm still, so I remain surprised that Olivia Coleman is only in fifth for the experts, because I think in the end, 
if Kristen Stewart doesn't win, as hilarious as this sounds, like I do think Olivia Colman would be like the next best option. And I could see her actually winning. Like, cause I think, like we've said, like you have multiple different transformations here, right? Like you have Kristen Stewart, Jessica Chastain and Lady Gaga are all doing mm-hmm. like real people transformations and Jennifer Hudson too. And then you have like, and, and also Nicole Kidman coming up. <laughs> certainly right. For um, being the Ricardos. So you have like a lot of those. I, I don't know. I'm like, is there a world where like Olivia Coleman kind of sneaks in? She's really great in that movie. I think the movie you know, is I think be- I think maybe it's better for her that we don't predict her to win because she wins when she is yes. not the favorite. Right. <laughs> exactly right. And I could see uh I could just see her all season being like maybe underestimated or undercounted and then like in the last week, like just like winning. Like kind of yeah, like-, like she she won. I think the like I think the only thing, or not only thing, but like just like I think everyone expected her to win the globe for the favorite because that was like right. I don't I don't remember how close it was between her and like Emily Blunt, but I thought I thought it was pretty obvious that she was gonna win it sure. for Mary Poppins. But like, you know, she wasn't predicted to win the Oscar. She wasn't predicted to win the globe for the crown, like Jennifer Aniston was. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't predicted to win the Emmy <laughs> for the crown. It definitely feels like she was Emma Corrin. So she definitely feels like someone that is like underestimated and taken for granted a little bit. And like, when we talk about this, cause it's like, of course she's awesome. Like, it's just like, Oh, well, of course Olivia Coleman's great. And then she just wins. Cause she's so good. So yeah, I really so maybe could... like, we don't, she doesn't need to be in first. It's fine. No. It's fine. The place is fine. <laughs> she definitely doesn't need to be in first, but uh, yeah, I think that'd be, I could definitely see her being like an option there. Um, I, this category is, it, you know, like it's a funny category because I'm like, Oh, we haven't, we didn't even really talk about, Nightmare Alley would have Kate Blanchett, perhaps, right? Like, I mean, but that uh-huh. still is not done. You'll have Alana Haim for Licorice Pizza, thinking of like the last of the bigger movies coming out. Jennifer Lawrence for Don't Look Up and uh, Rachel Ziegler for West Side Story. I could see, you know, you never know. I mean, what if one of those performers is like explodes in the movie and then they're just like in here? Because I could see that ha- it's like it, it does feel fluid enough beyond like these few, few that we've discussed that any kind of like the back end of that could be a lot of different options. And I don't think we know yet. Yeah. Like there's a lot of different permutations and then you could just think of, I mean, if you, if you think of like, there's certain kind of, I don't know, like, like appeal of certain performances and films, like, you know, like something like parallel mothers, like that, that's more like highbrow, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, they do like nominate like um, non-English like language performances every now and then, you know, and it's just, and like in like other categories who obviously like directing, like they're, it, they're so like out there now, I, I think also because of the way they've diversified the membership that it's like becoming harder to predict that category yep. as well. So I think you could have like a very like eclectic mix of like, like highbrow, like middlebrow, like lowbrow appealing performances and films here. Yeah. And like, we didn't even talk about one of our favorites, Jodie Comer from The Last Duel, which, and they misspelled her name on the Disney FIC site. Incredible. So yeah, that, I mean, that like, tells you how much of a priority. Like That's kind of why I've like, I had her in there actually, like after we saw it and talked about it, because I really loved her in the movie. She's so mm-hmm. good. And it's like, honestly, that movie is getting as more I think about it, the better I like it. Have you noticed that too? Like, it's actually like pretty high. If I was. Yeah. Like it's, it's one of my favorite movies I've watched this year. 
And yeah, it's on my, it would be in my personal top 10 at the moment. So I think really good. just like anecdotally talking to like friends who like are in no way involved in like this type of stuff at all. Like I have friends who are like, I, I saw it with friends and like, they were, they wanted to see it obviously since we went together. Uh, but, and then like our friends, like, like I was talking to someone like over the weekend and he was like asking me like where he can see it because like, it wasn't like near Ethereum. So they're dirty, like pulling it out theaters. Cause it's not doing well, obviously. Um, no, it's like completely, yeah, gone. Yeah, and then I, I talk to like some other people and I, I say that like the last duel is good and they're like shocked. They're like, really? Like, like it looks bad. Like, and it's like Matt and Ben, like writing about rape. Like, I think it still carries that like baggage mm-hmm. of people saying like these like two white rich men should not be writing about like rape of a woman. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. And they brought in like Nicole Hall center for this entire purpose. And like, just like, it's like, you have to get them over that hump to like convince them to watch the movie and judge yeah. the movie for what it is. Yeah. It's interesting too, because I think like they made it to actually confront that stuff. Not that they need, you know what I mean? Like we don't mm-hmm. necessarily need their voice in the conversation on this. It's certainly not mine, but I'm like, they definitely are like, it definitely is confronting that idea like head yeah. on, but like, you're not supposed to be talking for the, the woman and also doing this. Like, so it's like, it actually is like really uh, well done, but I just think it's completely gone because like you said, Hey, it was a, you know, it flopped. Uh, it's not a priority for Disney, certainly probably at this point. And uh, even though it's a Fox studios release, but it's now Disney's issue. And then uh, the fact that there's another Ridley Scott movie that is bigger and probably better and will be a bigger deal. He, he can, he and Adam can move on. <laughs> and that's going to be an issue, I think. And and even Ben, will have a bigger deal with tender bar in theory, right. For his own performance. So I just feel like this one is going to get left behind a little. And that's also what that's back to the, like eyes of Tammy Faye. I'm like, that's like an issue. I feel like with that, I'm just like, it's good that they're bringing it back around and it's on digital this week. I think I saw they did like, an exclusive with EW to like, be like, Hey, remember us? Like kind of like for the, <laughs> for the digital release. I'm like, I just worry that that'll end up getting lost for Jessica Chastain because of like, it just is like, it didn't do well and it's not in the conversation and who knows? I mean, I don't know. Is there any other, like, I don't really, I haven't really seen a lot of other like upset. I like, I would just to go back to Amelia Jones for Coda. Well, I love Coda. And I just, I, we, I think we've said this like every week. It's a great movie. And I just love to see her get in. Um, but who knows? I, I think she got in at the Gotham's maybe as like a breakthrough performer. Let me check that. But um yeah, I think like I think Coda can get into adapted screenplay. And is Marley still in supporting? And like is she still predicted? Let me take a look here. She actually is well, according to experts, yeah, she's hanging in fifth place. And that remains here. We have oh, they, uh, they Katrina so for experts right now up to the minute on Wednesday here. Uh, Kirsten Dunst continues to just dominate, but Katrina Ball really moving up and mul- more people have her predicted to win than Kirsten. She has six experts predicted to win versus four for Kirsten. Anjanae Ellis in third and Dowd in fourth, also with six experts predicted to win. And then Marley Matlin in fifth with Ruth Nega in sixth rising and Judy Dench in seventh falling. And then Ariana Bois and Jesse Buckley, who I think could be really strong if that movie ends up being even bigger deal than it is. But I, I, I took Marley out for Ruth Nega uh, recently. I don't know if she'll have enough, but it, it would be great if she did. And, and I just love that. But Amelia Jones, I was like, she's really quite good in it. It's like, 
not the showiest role in the movie, obviously, because you have like Marley Matlin and uh, Troy Kotzer, who plays her father, is really great as well. There's like showier roles um, in the movie, but she really does hold it together. She sings and like, you know, it's a it's a good performance. It's like really strong. It would be like, I think that movie reminds me so much of Goodwill Hunting. I've talked like have we talked about this? I just feel like it had the same vibe to me. It's a little like in in the same conversation, like in the same world as that. And I don't know. I just was like, it would be like the Matt performance. Because it it's set like near Boston. <laughs> well, it's just set near Boston, but it does feel like it's like you have like um a protagonist who has this like really special gift in theory and like is hiding it because of like her circumstances and like has to come to grips with how it is like something she that has, she should she has like an influential teacher. Yeah. And how yeah. she's supposed to share that gift with the world and also like not, and also respect her family. Right. Like that's like the, how you, how you do that. And I think Goodwill Hunting is really about that too, because it's like, if you Chucky is his family in theory, right. Like he's like, they have that big heart to heart that we've like, it's just a great, like kind of like it's more respectful for her, him to go on for his Chucky. If he's like waiting back for him. And I think like Amelia, like, he's, he's going to wake up tomorrow and he'll be 50. Okay. Right. <laughs> same, but I'm like, and that's like, the code is like that too, though, because like the family is like, you know what? Like we actually do want, we, there's reason for you to stay back and help us, but for your own sake, you should really kind of like go. And it's just like really tough. So she would be like the Matt Damon of Coda, basically Amelia Jones. And I don't know, I could see her getting in if like the movie is like- I, I think like a lot, I feel like the, like the hype is like low on her. Like, yeah, like people are still like on like Marley or like, you know, she like ostensibly is like their best option or strongest right. option for an acting nomination. Um, yeah, like I, I everyone I know who's seen it, which is like mostly like, people in the media like I don't know any like regular people who've seen Coda <laughs> like um like they they love it like and I I really liked it like I saw it, like back in January um but yeah I, I I think a lot of things will have to like break her way for her to come th- I, I feel like it would have been better if like the movie were coming out now yeah I mean you know yeah it came out in August I still think it's like I- not bad really but you really need to like have legs or like have like a second win like i i'll know. tell you what i think my my take on it is so like the real people i've told to watch it loved it this is a very small sample size but i was like mom and dad you should watch this movie i think you're gonna love it and i told my friend chris i was like you gotta watch this and he was like it was great watch the whole family so I'm, I'm i'm grassroots supporting coda by telling people to watch it with their apple subscriptions or whatever i could see it coming back around if they do like a big push around um, like Thanksgiving and being like, oh, watch this at home. I think if people knew it was mm-hmm. around, it's like a perfect family movie to watch and like kind of the thing you could probably all agree on. I think King Richard will be like that too. That's why I imagine it'll be like a big HBO Max hit. Uh, come it comes out November nineteenth, so right before Thanksgiving. I don't know. I could just see if Cody gets back in the conversation, and it actually has to win something. So like at the Gotham Awards, she's nominated for Breakthrough Performer alongside like a really solid list of people, Rachel uh, Sanad from Shiva Baby, Susanna Sun from Red Rocket, which I can't wait to talk to you about. It's so good, actually. Um, uh, Natalie Morales for Language Lessons and Amalia Ullman for uh, El Planeta. So, I mean, if Millie Jones wins there, like that could be good. If she gets like a Critics Award or something down the line, like that will help it, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, she needs like... 
like someone, not like one person, but like a group of people to like. She needs like her. a group to come in. Yeah. And I still have Coda, like not to return this into the Coda show, but I do have Coda still in for best picture because again, going back on like, it's so good. And it remains like, as you see things and like, kind of like, we've talked about this, like going back and being like, well, that didn't really work. I'll just, you know what I mean? I think with a set 10, it has a really strong shot of like holding strong because it actually is good. And if people do go, if certain, like if newer or more high profile things that are coming don't work as well as people expected, maybe they'll go back and revisit it and be like, well, I know that movie was good. So I'll put it in. That's why I still have it in there. Yeah. Like I think it needs, cause it, it's on Apple. And so I think it needs to be seen. I like, I don't know what kind I could see it getting in at like SAG you know, for like ensemble. But that's also, I have it in for SAG you know? and I was like, I think that'll do a long way to getting it back on course. You know, yeah. Like, a- like they, they like, I, I mean, we know they have like the money for the campaign. So I think it's just like right. getting it seen. And um, yeah, like, again, like, I don't know anyone who like hates the movie. So it's, it's something like that, like is not out of it, but I, I could also see it like not doing well, like during the season and then just like surprising in the end, you know? I mean, that can be nice. I, I would be, I would be into that as a fan. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know like where I would rank like Amelia in like best actress right now. I don't know like if she would be in my top 10, even though she's like deserving. Um, yeah. It's definitely, a, it, it would definitely be a long shot. Like I said, uh, but I'll, I'll have her in there just to keep her in the, like I sometimes I like throwing people in to make sure like we're talking. About it's a hope diction. Yeah, that's a hope diction. I'll give you another one before we sign off. We didn't even talk about this. Uh, out on Netflix now is The Harder They Fall, which I love. Your your favorite movie. My favorite movie. And I was I wrote about this yesterday. Actually, I'm like, talk. We should be talking. So we'll talk about. I, I want to talk about Regina King and Idris Elba for supporting actor and actress. I just think they're awesome in it. It's so good. They were like amazing villains, um, but like. Co- more complicated than like the regular villain. And I'm like, I don't know. I know it's like not going to happen because like, it's just not, but I'm surprised that there hasn't been more like, Hey, Regina King is still awesome. Kind of conversation, right? She won for Beale street. I know she wasn't nominated for um, one night in Miami as a director, but like people really did love that movie seemingly. And uh, you know, I don't know. She's so good in this. I'm just surprised that more people haven't been like, even just like throwing a Hail Mary to be like, Oh, what about Regina? King? I, I don't, I don't think it's like, like I mentioned this last week in our comment, but I don't think it's like seen as an awards movie. Right. And I think that's part of it. It's, it's that's seen, the problem. It, it I, looks like it's like a fun movie. For it is. To watch, you but know, that should and, be like and those movies can also like, they get overlooked a lot for awards because they don't like feel prestigious or look prestigious. Right. But I, I think like, that that was always the vibe I got from like the the marketing of it and and just like like you're you're literally the first person or like the first reaction I've seen to the movie who's like these people like deserve like acting nominations because I haven't seen that anywhere <laughs> like nobody has yeah I, I, and it is I mean like everything you said is right it's a total like audience play it's like I compared it to the Quick and the Dead it's like that kind of like fun western where it's just like everybody's just like nobody's really a good guy everybody's kind of like. Uh, just you, you don't. And the nice thing about it is then because they're all like ostensibly like not there's no like very straightforward good guys. You're actually off balance because you don't know who they're going to actually kill off, which I enjoyed because you're like, oh, it ends it, the movie's about. Uh, so Idris Elba plays this like incredibly uh, 
you know, this uh, legendary bad guy. And like, he has his little group, which is Regina King and Lakeith Stanfield. And then uh, Jonathan Majors plays another, like basically like a bandit, another, like he's not, he robs from the bad guys. So he's like a little bit like a Robin hood, but he doesn't actually, I don't think he even gives the money away. (laughs) And then he's got his own group, which is like, um, and you're not sure like who's going to end up making it. And I thought that was like really fun, but like, yeah, like Regina King's awesome. She has like, at least like one or two villain monologues that are like really good. It's an incredibly physical performance. She does like some accent work as well. I don't know. I just was like, it, it, I was listening to an interview this week on, uh, you ever listened to rewatchables, uh, the podcast rewatchables? Not in a very long time. It just depends on like what they're covering. (laughs) So this week they had uh, Michael Mann on for heat. Uh, they're doing oh. they did heat again and it was Your an interview with michael man basically i'm still listening to it i love heat and he they asked him about like how it didn't really it didn't do anything really with the oscars and he was like it's because they thought of it as like a genre movie and when you're mm-hmm. thought of as like a genre genre movie like that's it it's like kind of out right even though it's like a great movie i'm not to compare the harder they fall with heat and i don't imagine in 20 years or 25 years we'll still be talking about the harder they fall like we do heat now but I was like, it's unfortunate that that does happen. And I'm like, this is a genre movie, but it's like really well done. And, you know, I don't know. I just wish that like, they're never going to happen. Nobody will these nominate interest Elba, like no shot, but I'm like, it's just, they're really good in it. And I think if you're watching this or listening to this and like on the fence about watching it's, that movie. It's on Netflix today. To watch it. Wednesday, I would definitely today. watch it. It's like, they're, yeah. it's worth watching and they're really good. Um, and I know, like I said, I don't, I'm not going to predict either one of them, but uh, I just, it's nice to, they're good and they should just be acknowledged as good beyond just being like, oh, it's a cool Western. That's my, yeah, that's my. I, I mean, like, yeah, the, the genre thing is like a whole other thing we can get into in a future <laughs> time. Cause it's like, yeah, like I, you know, you think of like Lupita Nyong'o who like should have got nominated for us, but it's a horror. Real- it truly, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I 100% agree. So I'm like, if she didn't get nominated for us, there's no chance these guys are nominated. But like, she should have gotten nominated for us. That movie rules, and she's so good in it. And yeah, I wish we. Uh, that's why we're here, Joyce, to talk about the genre too. And so to just like, say oh. what they've done wrong, and then like they still won't nominate them in the end. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else, Joyce? Before we say goodbye for the week, we got next week. We have. Uh, I think we'll do our Belfast conversation next week. Yeah, next Friday. Belfast comes out next. Comes out next Friday. Yeah. So I've seen it. You'll see it uh, soon, I believe. Yeah, as we're recording this, I'm I'm seeing it tonight. So way to go. So yeah. we'll talk about that, and maybe we'll we'll see if the house of, if there's an embargo lift on House of Gucci, we can talk about that as well, since I'll hopefully have seen it by then. And then we'll only have a few things left. Well, yeah, but like there's, I feel like there's something coming out like every week. So this is like, it's, it's ramping up. We didn't even talk about Eternals this week. I'd love well, we to did, talk. We did a lot of Eternals last week, but yeah, it's also, next, it's also coming out this Friday. I want to, I want to just next week. I also want to take a moment to, uh, we, I want to talk about the credit scenes because they were, uh, they were oh yeah. Fun. So, well, I mean, we'll I, I don't care about spoilers, but I'm no. also an advocate uh, of like if things are out and they have aired you're, yes. you're free to talk about them yeah. so, so we're not going to talk you, about that. if you care about spoilers you just avoid 
the internet. So, <laughs> and the last thing before we do uh, this week, uh, so I'm, I have not watched all the succession screeners. You've watched them multiple times. I know I was so disappointing you. Cause you like said something and I was like, have you not watched all the screeners? And you're I like, I haven't, but no. I was uh, absolutely blown away by the third episode of succession. It was the best. Meanwhile, one. Like I said, I've, I've watched like all seven screeners at least like three times. <laughs> so my take on this episode was it's actually maybe the best one they've ever done. The only ones I could think of that were better or in the conversation or the season two finale, which I loved. And then I think it's the fifth episode of season one. You'll probably know more specifics than me, but it was the one, it's the one where Kendall tries to, he's running to get the vote. Yeah, 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 like for for the the vote. Um, For the vote, to vote his dad out. I think like both both like uh, season finales um, are really up there. Yeah. Um, As you know, like one of my favorites are Justies from season two. I just love that episode so much. (laughs) Great. That I feel like is the one that people really uh, uh, focus on is like maybe the best one. Uh, Usually I think that's like a really popular. Well, yeah. People also really like turn Haven from season two. Right. Which is one before that. Um, Yeah. But no, there's, there's some good stuff coming up on succession. So this week is the fourth episode. So the arrival of Adrian Brody. Um, Is that this week now? Hmm? He's in episode four. He's in episode four. So far, that's the only one he's in. And right. um, uh, A Scars, Alexander Scarzar, comes in in the seventh episode. Wow. So you still have to wait a little bit for him. But yeah, it's this week is good. Actually, I'm I'm very excited for people to see five because it contains one of my favorite scenes or oh, they've wow. ever done. <laughs> the, watching this week's uh, the third episode, I was like. The thing that I think the reason the show is so good it, for many reasons, but one of the one I was focused on this week was that like it they don't waste a second of time and every scene is like incredibly important and it doesn't feel rushed. So every, like I was like watching that one. It's only an hour long. It felt like I got more out of that hour than you do in most shows for a full season. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, so many things happen so many. And it it's like they pack so much stuff in. And it's also and, like revealing about. Yeah the characters and their intentions and also their backstories like everything like has a purpose and like also thematically it all tied together because like it's the whole thing was about like both like kendall and like you know logan and waystar like trying to manage their media profiles you know and like and they converge at the end (laughs) it's uh what you said there is very true you're as usual you get it you're gonna write all the time but that was that's very true uh and i will say now you've watched ahead i would say uh me now like watching it like a rube uh with the you, you like to watch with the people i do i'm you know i'm a populist choice i guess <laughs> i don't even know what the word is uh but um i would say uh kendall uh, uh logan is a, a, a total liar i i remain and, and i think even even he seems to know he's not telling like he can't be trusted his scene with shiv where he's like, yeah, no, I don't read my emails. I'm like, you're when you fall. I mean, but also that's the most relatable he's ever been because it's like I, I just get the action points. <laughs> it is, but I'm like, he's full. Of, he's full. Of it. He well, what was it, like? He said he was like, there's nothing in those documents that will make you ashamed of me or like something like that. Oh, liar! Know? And it's like, no, you like you signed off on all of that. <laughs> yeah, and she knows he's a liar. I'll I be know. curious to see where. Again, we don't need to like. I'll be curious to see where the season goes. Going into the season, my my thought was that. Season one was about like Logan getting over on Kendall, basically, right? Getting Kendall under control. Season two was about Kendall getting out of that control. And I was like, season three is going to be both of them losing control and somebody else taking in. 
And now watching these first three episodes, I'm like, I actually don't think that'll be the outcome. And I wonder, I kind of don't even know where it's going to go. So I'm very excited. Well, the interesting thing about like season three is like, it covers a really short period of time because it picks up immediately after season two, obviously. Mm -hmm. And we're still only like a week after that, like we're in episode three, but it's still only been a couple of days and they still haven't had the shareholder meeting, which is in episode five. Like they've been talking about the shareholder meeting since season two, (laughs) which is like in real time, two years ago, but in their world, it it's only been like a couple weeks since they've been talking about it, you know, since they yeah. went to the boat in like Croatia. So it, yeah. So I'm not like, I'm curious to see like how much time like will pass by the time the season ends. Cause obviously they could still like jump a couple weeks or months even by episode nine. Right. Um, but I think like, you know, the, one of like the motifs this season has been Kendall telling Shiv, like, like I'm the real you. And like, it's you, it's like, he's, he's the one, like you said, who's come out from like Logan's clutches and like Shiv is now the one, like is, is the new Kendall. Like he, she's the one like chosen by Logan. Right. Bad you news. Know, he like the, yeah. And like Kendall knows what that experience is like, like being under his thumb and, and like he, you know, and he's also sort of like taunting her by saying like, I'm the real you because like, she's always fancies herself as like the woke one, you know, whatever, like that mouthful, like alliterative thing he called her in the second episode. Like, woke snowflake. Yeah. I don't think that, but that's what people think or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, he's like, I'm the one who did this thing. Like you never did it. So I'm the real you. And then like the whole thing was like, rate me. And like, oh my God. So it was good. incredible. Uh, I would say like the thing, and again, another thing we've talked about this too, like not that not just the, like the uh, the creating empathy for characters who maybe you shouldn't have empathy for or whatever because I'm like you really do but the thing I love about Kendall as a character is that like every time you think he's like I mean like literally like hiding my eyes as we get all his terrible decisions but like he often does have good like instincts at times it, it's very rare but he does like he knew Shiv was like full of it when she met him at that event and like was trying to play him and he almost bought it and then was like, Oh wait, you're, 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 you're bad. Now you're inside You're It's you now. And I think like his ability to like suss that kind of stuff out and like make slight, slightly good decisions amid a bunch of bad ones is always impressive to me as a character. Yeah. And like, he, uh, like you also kind of, I, I, he is like, to me, like the most like empathetic character, even though he's like the most unhinged and arranged at times. Yes. like, um, and yeah, obviously he like stormed Waystar and like, you know, messed up her, her big speech and everything. And then it, like, like the whole episode, he was like high on his own supply. Like, it's just yeah. like, I'm hot shit, you know, like, and it's like, I'm going on this like late night talk show. Oh, it's so bad. It's just a disaster. I know. And then like she publishes that open letter and then you just see him crumble because it's like actually like personal. And like, I think the thing with like this family is like they, they like to insult each other. And I think this thing you see in Roman, because like he's the one who's actually the most like conscious of people's feelings, I feel Mm -hmm. like, but like, he's just afraid to voice it, you know? Yeah. And like, he doesn't, I don't think, I think he's smart, but I think he doesn't like really care to be in power or like he doesn't and like Jerry calls him out on it. Like he doesn't know like how to be like a leader. And I think he just kind of enjoys the whole family, like insulting each other. And he just wants to go back to that and not them actually like hurting each other. Backst- yeah. Like yeah. hurting each other, like deeply like right. that letter did. He's a, uh, he loves, he's like a big, uh, he's a big ball buster and that's what he likes about the family, but you don't want to go too deep and like take it too personal. And that's yeah. a shift. Yeah. yeah. And that's what the letter did to Kendall. So. Oh man. What a, yeah. what a juicy show. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, Why can't that win an Oscar? 
I mean, we could talk. Let's say, like, let's get there. I don't know. Six I mean, listen, we have TV awards coming up, so we do. Yeah, and uh, this is relevant, relevant yeah. conversation for SAG, which has never nominated Succession. And this year, they should nominate everyone. Uh, <laughs> all right, Joyce, let's we'll wrap it up. Then next Belfast next week, mm-hmm. same same channel, same time. We'll talk same about time. Belfast. Same place next week. The, the best picture front runner, Belfast. All right, bye, Joyce. Bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby.